You know, I thought about doing a podcast for a while now, and I wasn't really ever sure what I wanted to talk about specifically. Like, I knew that I wanted to talk about creativity and what it means to freelance and have some sort of positive psychology aspect to the podcast and talk about mental wellness and all that kind of stuff, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to be more specific, be more broad, gear it towards a certain audience, or gear it towards everyone my age, and I think what I finally decided on now is I'm just going to talk from my perspective about what I've experienced. What I've experienced as a young adult in 2018, being a creative, wanting something different than the 9-to-5 job, wanting to work for myself, wanting to have control over that aspect of my life, and how that's going, what what is going, what's happening, what's not happening, and all those thoughts that I go through, and all those things that I think about on a daily basis. That being said, I have no idea what this podcast is being called as I record it, but by the time I upload it, hopefully I'll have a name, but nonetheless, this is episode one. So, my name is Joshua Tyler Kobayashi. You will never hear me say my full name. My name that I tell everyone is just Josh, Josh Kobe, whatever you want to call me. I am a 22-year-old creative, content creator, freelancer, um, streetwear, aficionado, fashion, design, uh, lover. I have a cat. My sister's name is Cat. I have a girlfriend named Brittany at Whole on Life on Instagram. I am in school still for marketing, downtown Toronto. I was born and raised here in Pickering, uh, Ontario, Canada. That's just outside of Toronto, Canada. And that's about <laughs> enough about me. Okay. There's a few things I want to bring up today, and I thought I would start with one of the heaviest questions that always was near and dear to my heart with anybody I interacted with that was close to me, whether it's my, uh, my mother or my girlfriend or anybody that, you know, has an impact on me or that I've had an impact on. And it's this whole idea about being happy and what that means. Because I think, as everyone knows by now in 2018, we live in a world that is somewhat fake in the way that it's portrayed to everyone through social media, through the news and all that. And so we see this idea of happy through social media and through TV and through the internet, but why is that a true definition of happiness? Because when you think about it, happiness is something that is inside of you. It's internal. It never really stops running. And when you think about the happiness that you see on... on Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm clicking my keyboard here. When you think about the happiness that you see on social media, on Instagram, or on YouTube, all of those things, those material things, those are not necessarily happiness. Those I put in the bucket of pleasure. 
And the reason, the reason, sorry, I, I got this from a book I read. I can't remember the book I read. Well, if I remember the book, I'll, I'll tell you. But the reason I put this in the bucket of pleasure is because pleasure is temporary. You driving a sports car is temporary. That $200 steak dinner that you went out for is temporary. And those shoes that you bought, those new Yeezys, they will eventually wear out and they are temporary. Happiness is, this sounds cheesy and cliche, but happiness is forever. And when I say that is, when I say that, what I mean is my definition of happiness is kind of like my definition of contentment. And it means that no matter how amazing or how shitty my life is going, no matter how amazing or how, or how shitty my life is going at the moment, I am content with my life. And there's a many, there are many, many, many different things that, and variables that contribute to how I work that equation out to always equal me being content. But my definition of happiness and contentment means no matter how well or how poorly things are going in my life, I look at it through an objective lens and I say, you know what? I'm still content with how life is. Period. And... You know, people will always say, oh, that's easy for you to say you have this or you're not living in a third world country with, you know, having to fight for your food or fight for your housing or, you know, leave your country because of war or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm there. I will never say I'm at that level. And I will also never say that I'm above something that I'm not. I'm, I am who I am and I am content with where that is. Now, the number one variable that I have that goes into my level of happiness and that goes into my level of contentment is having no expectations. And let me explain that. When you have no expectations about a situation at all, your baseline is at zero. Okay? At zero. Now imagine, let's take two scenarios. Let's imagine a scenario where you think things are going to go terribly wrong, like you get in a car crash, or somebody in your family gets sick, or whatever it is, something goes terribly wrong, automatically your brain switches to your expectation being at negative 100, okay, negative 1000 if you want, and that means if your expectation becomes true, and that the actual result of that situation is negative 1000 or negative 100, because, you know, shitty things do happen in life, then you will be very upset with how things are going because your expectation was also down there. Your expectation is exactly where the situation, the outcome of the situation happened to be. Now let's flip it around. Let's say your expectation is really, really, really high for something that you think is going to go amazing. Your wedding day or... Um, I don't know, buying a new Lamborghini or prom or whatever you want to say, you have very, very, very high expectations. Now, if you have those high expectations and something goes wrong, your expectation is at 100 or 1,000, whatever you want to say. Something goes wrong. One little thing goes wrong and your expectation is now suddenly below, or sorry, the outcome of that situation is suddenly below 100, even at 99. Your brain is wired to think that that is a disappointment. 
that that is not good. Now, the reason I always have my expectations set at zero, zero is the baseline, is because in any situation, if it goes really well, assuming the running goes really well and it does go really well, or my problem goes really well and it does go really well, I have exceeding my expectations. It's above zero, so it's amazing. Now, in any situation that does not go well, it goes really, really shit, and we're at minus 100 in the actual outcome, the, again, my expectation is still at zero, meaning that I've still exceeded that expectation. Now, some will tell me that, well, Josh, how can you live a life where you're not exciting or you're not thrilled about something happening because your expectation is zero and you're on, it's, it's your wedding day, how are you not happy and exciting? Oh, don't get me wrong, I am. I'm very happy, but I'm also very real. I'm also real with myself. And if anything goes wrong on that day, anybody that had perfect expectations will be thoroughly upset. But me, because everything else in that day went right, minus that one thing, I will be extremely happy. That makes sense? Yeah, I hope that makes sense. Now, okay, I, hold on. Let me, let me preface this, actually. I will preface that I am only... Well, depending on how you look at it, I am already 22 or only 22. Nonetheless, a lot of people have backlash against young adults saying their opinion about psychology and about life because they haven't experienced life yet. I agree to that on a certain extent, and I will not argue that point. What I will say is that all of my viewpoints that I say, anything that I say in this podcast is my opinion alone. And from my own experience. Anything I say in this podcast is from my opinion alone and from my experience alone. So don't take this as some professional um, psychiatrist or professional therapist advice. This is what I believe and what has worked for me in the years of my young adult life thus far. Moving on. This morning, I threw on Instagram... Sorry, you might hear my phone on the desk. Yeah, that was it. I threw on Instagram here um, looking for people to shoot me some questions that I can bring up in the podcast. Let me pull this up here. I'm trying to do five things at once. Hold on a second. And I'm not going to read them all, but I figure I'd pick um, my three favorite. Also, if you hear walking upstairs, it's because there are people upstairs, and, well, the floors are thin. Let me pull up these questions here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Question number one comes from at blue underscore, might be two underscores, J, with two Ys, J-A-Y-Y. What keeps your creative juices flowing? What keeps your creative juices flowing? This is a two-prong answer because prong number one is kind of, um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to say my creative juices are not always flowing. And in fact, I think it's very hard for any creative to 100%, 24-7 have creative juices flowing because at the end of the day, we have other things in our life going on and our brain has to allocate some part of that to other areas of our life. So my creative juices aren't always flowing. But nonetheless, 
if I want my creative juices to keep flowing, if that's the question, I have, for myself at least, very, very strict um, routines or regimen, regimens that I put myself through in order to put my head in the right head space. So for example, um, having a coffee in the morning or going to a cafe puts my head in the right headspace that for whatever reason grinds my gears correctly or grind, that's wrong, turns my gears correctly in my head to get in that creative headspace. And even if I did nothing before going to a cafe or making a coffee, all of a sudden I want to work and I want to be creative and I want to get shit done. Another example, for me at least, is, um, I don't know why, but it's wearing comfortable clothing. I have to wear, not, not like, sweats and a hoodie, like, that might be it that day, but not tomorrow or not yesterday, but for whatever reason, I have to be in the right clothing to be sitting down on my laptop or standing up behind my camera and executing what I'm doing creatively. And then... Maybe what blue underscore underscore J Y Y was more specifically alluding to was how do I keep thinking creatively or how do I keep refreshing my head creatively? Simple. I look at what I've done yesterday and if that is a certain technique or a new style or whatever and I still want to improve that, I go, okay, I'm going to do that again today, 10 times better than yesterday. I'm going to try my hardest to make it better than it was yesterday, and the day before that, and the day before that. Now, if I feel that, for whatever reason in my career, I've hit the 100% complete, or 10 out of 10 best work I can do in what I'm doing, I go, okay, what can I learn next? What is something that will challenge me today and tomorrow and the next day? And that keeps me creative. It keeps me thinking of new ideas. Thank you for the question, by the way. And my phone is locked again. I'm sorry for these long pauses. I'm getting used to this thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One second. My phone will not unlock. There. Okay. Question number two comes from at Super Tanisha. At Super Tanisha. She says, when you are at your absolute worst mental health, or I guess lowest mental health state, or yeah, worst mental health, how do you pick yourself back up and deal with it? Personally, let me, this is the first time I've actually read these questions, by the way, so I'm doing this improv. Personally, when I'm thinking negative things about my life, or I'm thinking um, I, I'm in a very dark headspace or anything like that. I have to do something kind of similar to the regiments and um, uh, routines that I talked about earlier. I have to do something that kicks me out of that. Now, I don't mean, do not get this confused with indulging myself because I, I, uh, I do not believe in indulgence as a way of overcoming a dark headspace. Does that make sense? Because a lot of people frequently, they, you'll see this on Instagram all the time. That Wow, that was loud. Oh my goodness, I should, did you guys, oh, was that, my, that was in my headphones. Ignore that. On Instagram all the time, 
I see pictures of people grabbing uh, extravagant dinner or having a bubble bath with wine and candles because they had the worst day ever and they need to indulge themselves. Nothing wrong with any of that. But me personally, I found that is not a good technique for myself. Because for me, at least, it was it, that, that kind of stuff sugarcoats the problem at hand. So what I have to do is, again, I have to be very real with what I am experiencing. What the emotions are that I'm experiencing from every angle. If there's another person involved, from their angle and from my angle and why this is happening. If it's just me involved, I need to look at it from an outsider lens, an objective lens, and ask myself, what is happening? Now, what I do, as I was mentioning before, is those routines and regimes that I keep in my back pocket that are just for me, and maybe not for you, but just for me, I kick myself and I do those. Because nine times out of ten, they will switch my gears in my head to that positive headspace where I can be progressive again and I can be prosperous again. Now, this is easier said than done because a lot of the time when you're feeling down and out, all you want to do is curl up and watch Netflix and eat some shitty food and, you know, have a night in and call it a day. And there's nothing wrong with that either because we all need time off at a certain point. We all need a break. I'm not saying don't do that. What I am saying is be weary of why you're doing those things. Question why you're doing those things. If you've already established from a purely objective lens what is happening around you, what are the emotions you're feeling, and you simply just want some time away from everything, then take that time away. Does that make sense? Cool. On to the next question. I'm only, that was two, I'll do three. Yeah, three minutes. Well, I'm almost at 20 minutes. Okay. Oh, I kind of already answered this question. Okay, nonetheless. This is from uh, uh, XOKPOTS. Pots with two T's. And she says, How do you keep your mind focused on positivity and not worrying 24-7 that something is wrong? Again, back to me being a realist. For me, I tell myself there's always going to be something wrong. And when you know that there is always going to be something wrong, not from a pessimistic point of view, but from a zero baseline, no objective point of view, you can be okay with things being wrong. Nothing in your life is perfect. And I promise you, nobody around you's lives are perfect, no matter how glamorous they may seem on Instagram or on YouTube in the vlogs. Nothing is perfect and there's always something wrong or going wrong in your life, whether that is um, sickness, uh, financial, whether that is uh, relationships or anything for that matter, there's always something wrong and once you're okay with something always being wrong, you can then spend more mental capacity, more mental effort on the things that are going right. Now, 
Do not deflect. I personally don't think you should deflect the things that are going wrong. Tackle them, right? Tackle them through an objective point of view. But don't spend mental me, me, sorry. Don't spend mental effort overly worrying about making sure everything is right in your life. Right? Yeah. Back to that zero zero baseline thing. I don't know. I think that's a good start. Like, I I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of them are pretty lengthy, like, you know, 45 minutes an hour. Then again, they always have people on them, so maybe maybe 20 years from minutes is enough hearing my voice. I don't know. Nonetheless, I'm going to call it a day here. Again, I don't know what this podcast is called, but I'm going to talk about everything, you know, everything that I um, live for and live about and, and live through. Um... Various topics include creativity, positive psychology, mental wellness, all that kind of good stuff. Being a freelancer, being a youth, a young adult in 2018, my computer keeps going to sleep and it's pissing me off. No, I'm kidding. No expectations. Nonetheless, this was episode one of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Roll the outro music. <laughs>